Hello, everybody, and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with my other host, the incredible Rick Warren. Rick, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How's Mr. Eddie Hill doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Ready for a good show. Awesome. Me too. Just getting some of this stuff set up, last minute stuff. We've got a great show, Rick, and I'm glad you came up with this idea. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize how much was out there until I started digging when you got with me earlier. But we're going to be talking mm-hmm. a lot about the prophecies of, I guess, a long time ago and what is going on today and what they're saying. I'm going to start off real quick by. Uh, talking about a prophecy which i just looked at here a little while ago and uh dealing with trump where a pro uh, somebody prophesied that there was going to be a great man that was stubborn as a goat that was going to make his country great (laughs) that was going to make his country great and then it was going to collapse and there was others that prophesied the pretty much the falling of America and everything that we have going on now to include pandemics, riots, burning, pillaging, looting, raping, killing, assaulting, and just mass hysteria. And, you know, I I haven't dug deep enough, but I'm sure there's a prophecy in there where we have an idiot uh, running the country, and I'm, I'm sure it's in there too, I'm, and it'll probably be called as a fool. But, uh, I haven't dug that deep yet, but I'm sure that's in there somewhere. But anyway, uh, on to bigger and better, Rick. What do you have for us that is actually sticking out in your mind for the show today? Oh, I just, once I started digging in, jump, jumping down this rabbit hole, Eddie, I tell you what, it got deep. And I mean, it got deep real fast. Um I mean, a prophecy is just something that's been around for eons and eons and eons. And for those that are wondering what prophecy is, it's a prediction of something to come. And a, a prophet, as far as a prophet is concerned, is a person who is has ability and a message that is claimed by and given by the prophet, but he is communicated to by a deity. And what that deity is, whether it's God or who it might be as far as what that prophet believes in or the people that he's speaking to, that's entirely up to all the other people that's listening right now to to um, get an interpretation as to what an actual prophet is, Eddie. You know, there's so many prophets that have come and gone. Some are very correct in their in their prophecies that they write about others, not so much. Um, there was a lady out of Poland who was blind, a little old lady, mm-hmm. and uh, she pretty much predicted the fall of the Twin Towers and so forth and so on. I wish she was still alive today. She did pass. Um, I, I don't remember what her name is. I'm going to try and find it while the show's going and uh, and mention her on here just because I was very impressed with her. But for being blind, she could certainly see very well, and she was very correct in the things that she was talking about. Um, as far as prophecies go, uh, Jesus himself was a prophet. Uh, there were many prophets out there. Moses is another, uh, including, uh, if you start reading deeply enough, some of the first writings of our civilization dealing with the ancient Sumerians were also prophets writing about what was to come and, writing about what was taking place even at that time and how it was going to affect the future. So there's, there's a lot of writings and dealings with people where people actually try and figure out what is going to happen before it happens. Why do you think the human, uh, the human kind or the human being is, is so concerned with knowing the future? A lot of the stuff that I read and, and some of the people that I talked to and everything said that depending upon where it was from or where it come from, generally speaking, if you just have a lay person that is um, um, out in public, okay, 
they're not going to be so much interested in power as it is how is the future going to affect them with money, kids, travel, whatever, you know. But there's a lot of people that's in the political realm and a lot of people that's in the military, militaristic realm that use profits. And if it's not profits, then it's oracles. If you remember the Oracle of Delphi, mm-hmm. that uh, the Alexander the Great went to her to find out exactly what was going to transpire on his journeys and everything. And that is to say that that's been going on for eons, Eddie. And yet at the same time, even when we do have prophets that come and tell us what's going to transpire, what's happening, what are we looking at, where are we going? Sometimes we don't listen. And that's what gets me is that the the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Right. It's so prevalent nowadays because of what's going on in this world. And yet you still have the people that are looking for an answer right now, not only in a, in a spiritual sense, but in a prophetic word from a neighbor, from a person, from a preacher, from a pastor, from a, anybody that might have a knowledge of something like that. And this is where you're getting into the realm of actually just people that, that are doing it for money, are doing it for show, are doing it to mislead. And that's what you have to be scared of. And that's what you have to watch out for because so many people will uh, follow right into that track of thinking. And actually will, sometimes these prophets will lead these people into what we call a cult. Correct. And uh, Gordon made a comment a little while ago saying that uh, Jesus is a son of God, not a prophet. And you are correct, Gordon. However, he was accused many times of being a prophet and a false prophet at that, uh, which is one of the yes, reasons a, a lot of them were actually looking so closely at Jesus during his time. And uh, basically, they were afraid of him because of that. Yes, in- indeed. Indeed. Uh, and he's just one of them that basically shook the world. I mean, he did it on a more grander scale, so to speak. But you have prophets and you have, uh, back in his time, even before he was born, Eddie, in the Old Testament and everything, you have Isaiah, you have Jeremiah, you have Ezekiel, you have Daniel, and the prophet of all prophets, because he's the one that come across with the most prophetic word ever written in the book of Revelations was the prophet John. And that guy right there set the standard for for prophetic word that is is still ongoing even to this day, Eddie. You know, uh, Darren made a comment over here saying you can also have false prophets. And that's what we were talking about. That yes, you can. That's why you've got to be very careful as far as what prophets you follow during any of these, uh, during any of this stuff that you listen to or hear because you just never know. That's very true, Eddie. Um, even in back in the day when uh, before Jesus was even born or thought of, there were women prophetesses, Sarah, Miriam, Deborah, Hannah, Abigail, Esther. All of these women were prophetess and they spoke the prophetic word of what was to come and what was to be even before Jesus was born. And so this is what... This is where I get the connection, Eddie, is the fact that this does go into a spiritual sense. We are paranormal analytical, and we delve into spiritism, and we delve into the spirit world. We delve into what is a spirit, what is a ghost, what is going on. And with these people being the prophets and everything that have and and do have a touch or a word from a spiritual being, or a spiritual person, or an entity. That's the part that intrigues me, Eddie, is where and how do these people or these places come about, like the Delphi, or Oracle of Delphi, or Nostradamus, or any uh, one of the other people that might be prophetic in the word and everything. Where and how do we come across the, and find who is actually a prophet or prophetess? Well, I do know that our CIA at one point in time was diving headfirst into this. And uh, in order to talk a little bit more about prophecies and some of the things that uh, 
or go, you know, that we're looking at. I've got a guest that's popping on right now there, uh, Rick. Awesome. And I think you're going to like this one. Well, Mr. Darren. There we go. Darren Wedlock from the chat. (laughs) Dang, look at there. See, James is going to be real disappointed because he's missing out talking to the man with the sexiest voice in podcast. <laughs> welcome, well, that's really nice to see you. Welcome, Darren. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Now, Gordon says. Seeing... Gordon says most believe Nostradamus used a whole lot of hallucinogens. Um, yeah, he did. He. I mean, it's a wonder he didn't see more. Uh, he. He could have probably wrote a, a, a bigger book. But uh, yeah, he did. He did use a lot of uh, hallucinogen type uh, narcotics in order to uh, get his visions. But at the same time, are those just visions of the imagination, or are you tapping into something? You know, with your perineal gland. If you talk about or, or look at all these uh, at at some, the, some of your Native American Indians, for instance, Rick, you know, smoking the peyote. And uh, yep. getting in contact with their spirit animals, and also uh, some of these uh, Indian tribes of, of uh, South America uh, dealing with uh, some of that. Uh, what do they call that uh, that drug that they make from that root? Uh, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a and and they say that that actually affects your perineal gland big time, and that's you actually enter the spirit world. What's your thoughts on all this, Darren? I know you've been listening. Oh, I think, um, <laughs> well, I'm, I, I've been studying the Bible for, uh, since, oh gosh, since I was 17, I'm 52 now. Um, I see amazing things happening, uh, fulfillments, fulfillment of prophecies, um, and fulfillment of prophecies that are coming. Uh, just to give you a quick example. Um, there was a, um, a speaker, an Israeli speaker, a philosopher at the Davos group that made a, he said, peace, we used to define peace as um, the absence of war, but now we define peace as the um, implausibility of war. I mean, you look up Revelations chapter 13, and it says the people of the world will say about the beast, it will say, they will say, um, who can make war with the beast? Uh, that fits perfectly. It's the first time in human history the whole world can say it's imp- war is implausible. Not just uh, war is um, absent, but war is implausible. So, I mean, things that are happening today are exactly fitting down to the last, I mean, even quoting what the world's going to be saying. You know, prophesying the Bible, prophesying what the world's going to be saying. Jesus, now this is a thorny one because I know it's sensitive. My brother's been vaccinated. I know a lot of people have been vaccinated. But Jesus in Luke 21 26 says, Men's hearts will fail them um, when they see the things coming upon the world. And uh, you only have to look at the medical studies of the vaccines, the mRNA vaccines. And they're, they're saying it's possible that it causes pulmonary hypertension. So in other words, the right side of people's hearts could be giving out within a few years. I mean, it's scarily predictive. And I hope to God it doesn't come true. I hope that's not the case. But, hey, that's where the world has got us at the moment. Wow. Rick, what's your thoughts on some of this What uh, we just had uh, Darren talk about? I have done a lot of study in theology and different studies of religious groups and uh, from Christianity to Catholicism to the Native American world and all of them, every one of them are so intriguing. I mean, once you get and delve into the spiritual side of, I don't care what, what it is, if it's from the Hindu, if it's from Catholicism, or if it's from whatever it might be, in the essence of what is to you a spiritual being or your deity, so to speak. I know that in the Native American world where I'm from and everything, we don't walk in the essence of what Darren is talking about as far as the Christian way. We believe in what we call the creator. Um, I know, and I have a question for Darren as far as how are things looking right now in the essence of 
what is prophecy like now? I know that the prophecy, there's a lot that's been fulfilled, like you said, in the Bible itself right now, and there's a lot to, to be fulfilled. Where do you think we are in the prophetic word of what uh, the Judea Christian belief is right now? And and along well, with that question there, uh, Darren, uh, Gordon asked a question that falls right in line with what Rick's asking. He says, Darren Wedlock, when will the Antichrist come and from where? So that kind of falls in line with what Rick's talking about. So, yeah, go ahead. Well, to answer both those questions, Rick's first, um, where do I see? A lot of Christians are getting excited, actually, and and amongst all the doom and gloom of what's happening in the world, um, we see things lining up like the Gog, Magog War of Ezekiel, yeah. uh, which involves Saudi um uh, Syria, Russia, who would have thought Russia would be attacking Israel one day, but uh, Iran, Libya, they're all set up to, all the pieces are matching up. It's like the stage is set. The, the, the play just has to begin. So we see ourselves on the verge of, um, well, basically Jesus returning very, very soon. There's specific prophecies Jesus gave about uh, Israel becoming a nation again, and that happened in 1948. He says, when the when the fig tree blooms again, all these things will happen within that generation. And a biblical generation is 80 years, 70 to 80 years. Well, if you take from 1948 to 80 years out from 1948, a generation, that's 2028. And within that, you've got to subtract a seven-year tribulation that the book of Revelation talks about. So a lot of Christians are saying this is going to, the seven-year tribulation is going to kick off um, by the end of the year. So the very, very exact, well, I believe it's going to happen. We'll see if it does. But regarding the identity of the Antichrist, nobody really knows at the moment. Um, there's speculations. I mean, some people think it's King Charles, Prince Charles. Um, for very specific reasons, he's he his genealogy. He claims uh, emperors in his ancestry line. Uh, yeah, Roman emperors, uh, the prophet Muhammad, King David, you name it. So he's kind of like every man's. <laughs> you know, everybody can relate to him in their history. Um, but also on his crest, he's got now Tim Cohen. Um, he's an author. He speaks about this. He wrote a book about it called The Antichrist and the Cup of Tea. But his um, crest of arms, the imagery on his crest of arms ex fits exactly with what's mentioned in Revelations. You have a feet that looks like the body of a leopard uh, with the mouth of a lion, the feet of a bear. He's got the red dragon on it. Uh, he's got a, a beast on there with an eye, a human eye. It's amazing. It's like, so could it be Prince Charles? Why not? He's, a, he's pushing this um, great reset. So... That's interesting because I know that uh, a lot of the prophecy, and you were mentioning about the fulfillment of that prophecy, um, and I and I as I went through this and everything, I started realizing it said that the end of the time would come when all things and all, every man and woman and child would know what. Um, how does that go as far as the um, uh, prophecy of Christ being taught throughout the world? There is not one place in the world, as far as I know, that has not been reached with the Word of God, because Christianity is the most prolific religion that is being, that is being shot out throughout the world. We have our ability right now, just like now. Uh, 15, 20 years ago, when Eddie and I first got into this field, um, Darren, we wouldn't have thought who would have thought that we'd be sitting there like this right now talking to each other? I'm in Ark City, Kansas. You're in New Zealand. Eddie is in Texas. And yet here we are. And this is exactly what I'm talking about, the prophetic word of God being preached throughout the world. It said that, that there would be nowhere, nowhere left on this world that the word of God would not be preached. And, and I believe that's happening right now as far as the word of god now, but you have so many beliefs go ahead eddie i'm sorry uh elaine lewis uh, says regarding dates wasn't the bible written under a different calendar than we use today and mm -hmm. there was no leap year in the jewish calendar we added that 
as well as daylight savings time, would this not significantly alter the timeline of events? Darren? Well, yeah, I mean, we go by the Gregorian calendar now, but um, the Jews have a d- different calendar. And it's a member of the other day, Eddie, I mentioned to you on the 9th of Av, which is the 16th and 17th of August. Um, something traditionally or usually ha- something bad happens uh, concerning Israel. 16th and 17th of August, Afghanistan falls. I don't think it's just coincidental. Remember, I told you the other week of the sixteenth. Watch the sixteenth and seventeenth of August. Right. Something interesting will happen. Right, but you know, I don't. I don't really truly believe in coincidences, honestly. Mm. You know. Yeah. I, you know, not when they're so exact as far as uh, timelines and stuff go. I mean, I, coincidences to me are. I, I think if you believe in coincidences, you're kind of fooling yourself. Yeah. yeah, going back to what Rick said too about um, we live in such a day and an age where people, everybody knows, you know, we have access through the internet and everything. Everybody can, is technically able to see everything in real time. Um, the world has never been like this before. Up until about 120 years ago, we were still using sailing ships, for goodness sake, to cross from one country to another. Uh, <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Let me ask both of you this question here. Have you ever at a time, like I said on our show, Darren, we delve into the spirituality, and that's why I love doing this show is because we do. We, we want to know. And we delve into the spirituality of mankind, of not only the Native American world, but the Christianity and whatever else or whoever else might want to talk with us concerning spirituality now. I know, as far as I'm concerned, just like tonight, and when I look up that big full moon tonight, there is something, gentlemen, that is happening within the realm of the spiritual realm itself. You can feel it. You can feel it being drawn to you. You can feel the actuality of, of its presence around you and that that the veil itself is growing thinner and thinner. And that's why there's so much spirituality going on right now is what I believe. What do you think about that, Darren? Yeah, absolutely right. And the common man on the street that isn't spiritual or doesn't take note of those things will, will see a heavenly battle or a spiritual battle taking place in the area of politics or identity politics or the vaccine being rolled out. Um, yeah, but, you know, if you look further and you look at, take a step back and look at the bigger picture, you can see it's within a spiritual element. Um, and I really do think it's a, a battle being fought in the heavens, being played out here. It's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just can't believe it's all. You look at the prophecy, it's all filling, fitting into place. It's just incredible. One of the things that was brought to my attention, Eddie, was the fact that when I was talking to some of the people, they were talking about how our show, Paranormal Analytical, and other paranormal shows and other people that are into spirituality and everything else like that, is opening the door further by talking about the spirituality of the world, talking about the spirituality of not only the Christians, but the Catholics, the Mormons, the whoever it might be, and that all of this is coming together. And as we open up that door, spirituality, especially in the paranormal world, we've never opened that door like that we have before, have we, Eddie? No, we haven't. And, you know, I have to say that here lately, I've been getting a very uneasy feeling you know, it's almost like that anticipation of what's bad to come. And uh, I don't know if anybody else out there has been feeling like that, but I've been very uneasy. Uh, it's and, and like I said, it's it's almost like anxious, like, you know, yeah. something's going to happen, just do it already, you know, type of feeling. And that may be part of it. But I know the more that the more people talk about certain things taking place, the more that energy is placed into the air and the more uh, the more chances you have of something like that actually taking place and coming true. So, yeah, I, I can actually, I actually believe that to be the case. 
Exactly. That's what I'm feeling too. And, and it's, I know that I talked to some people and they were talking about how even their sleep patterns, like when they go to bed at night, they can't sleep because there's things going on in their head. There's things going on spiritually with them that they can't shut off. And they've never had this transpired before. And I know it's a spiritual awakening, not only for me, as far as what I'm seeing in the world and everything else like that, but also at the same time, is it a spiritual awakening, not only for the Christian world, Darren, or is it for the, for the whole world as a whole being awakened spiritually and being prophetic in, in, in what the people are saying as far as what, what uh, is coming forth? Yeah, I think you're right, Rick. Absolutely. You know, you don't have to be a Christian to, I mean, God's placed um, a spirit within each one of us. And I think innately we feel something spiritually is happening, uh, whether you're a Christian or not. You feel something, you can feel something is not quite right with the world at the moment. Um, and just looking at that question of Gordon's, just heading on to that, it says uh, there are a lot of people who are equating the vaccine with the mark of the beast. And, yeah, that's like you were saying, Rick and Eddie, you know, a lot of people are very fearful at the moment. And I think there's some people running around saying that the mark of the beast is, or the vaccine is the mark of the beast. And I don't believe that for one second. And I've tackled people on this before. Um when you look in the Revelations chapter 13, it says, and he causes, well, it's specifically referring to the beast, he causes, well, rich and poor, um, uh, small and great, to receive a mark on their right hand or forehead. Uh, I don't think God would allow people to unknowingly receive the mark of the beast. In fact, if you look a couple of chapters on, uh, God goes to the extent of sending angels flying throughout the heavens preaching the gospel and warning people not to take the mark of the beast, saying yes. this is the last chance to either follow Christ or turn to the beast and get his mark. So God goes to great lengths to warn people not to take it. And you, you can't have the mark of the beast without him causing, it says he specifically says he causes all rich and poor. So no, it's not the mark, the vaccine's not the mark of the beast. It's I don't think God would allow people to get that unwillingly. Real quick, I'm going to read you something here that I found. Remember the blind prophet we've been talking about? Yeah, yeah. Her name is Baba Venga. That's it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Let's let's hear a little bit about what she predicted for the year 2016 and beyond. And so we can kind of see what's already happened and, and we'll know. A blind mystic who reportedly foretold 9-11, the 2004 Boxing Day uh, tsunami, uh, the let's see nuclear spill and the birth of ISIS also made a, a dire prediction for 2016 and beyond. Uh, Bulgaria-born prophecy uh, mm -hmm. prophet Baba Vanga, who died in 1996 at age 85, was known as the Nostradamus from the uh, Balkans, thanks to a purported 85% success rate, and has long been revered in Russia and Europe as a kind of supernatural saint. So 85% is pretty damn good, you know, as far as getting stuff right. Um, yeah. Of the hundreds of predictions uh, Venga made over her 50 year career, as she celebrated, as, as a uh, celebrated clairvoyant, a large number of alluded to natural and climate change related disasters. She warned of melting polar ice caps and the rising sea temperatures back in the 1950s, decades before anyone had ever heard of global warming. Her followers believed her vivid description of a huge wave that would descend on a big coast covering people and towns and causing everything to disappear under the water was reference to the 2004 tsunami and earthquake which claimed hundreds of thousands of lives across the Pacific Rim. But it's Venga's uh, preoccupation with the great Muslim war that has sent believers, conspiracy theorists, and Islam, uh, Islamophobics into a doomsday frenzy in recent months as the world struggles to contain the escalating threat from Islamic State and its affiliates. The chilling prophecies warn of a 2016 invasion of Europe by Muslim extremists. Uh, which I believe which we happened? all saw that. 
Yeah. A conflict, she predicted, would begin with the Arab Spring in 2010, play out in Syria where Muslims would use chemical warfare against Europeans, and uh, culminate in the establishment of a caliphate caliphate by 2043 with Rome at its uh, epicenter. According to Venga, Europe as we know it will cease to exist. By the end of next uh, year, following the systematic elimination of the entire populations, leaving the continent almost empty, a wasteland almost entirely devoid of any life. If that sounds dramatic, consider the developments of the past year, which has seen ISIS edge perilously uh, close to Europe with the taking of... Uh, Let's see here of a key Libyan city overlooking the Mediterranean and the birthplace of the last dictator Gaddafi. Um, it she goes on and on and on. I mean, it, this this is a really long article here, but uh, let's see. Uh, Baba Venga was born, and I'm not even going to try and bring that say that <laughs> name, but uh, yeah. A village located at the foot of the volcanic mountain range in what was then the Ottoman Empire. According to folklore, she led an ordinary life up until the age of 12 when she mysteriously lost her eyesight during a massive storm, described by some as a freak tornado. According to folklore, the youngster was flung into the air and then dashed to the ground by a powerful gust of wind. What happened next is murky but her family reportedly found her in a terrible stare several days later her injury injured eyes sealed shut and encrusted with a thick layer of dust and dirt so uh that's her story on how she became blind um she experienced her first vision during the days uh she was missing and believed she had been instilled with the ability to heal people and predict the future and so that's how she pretty much led her life. She did healing. She foretold future events. Uh, yeah, she was she was an incredible woman. And that's what's amazing to me, Eddie, is that I don't care what religion or theology or whatever you want to call it that we're looking at as far as mankind. It can be Hindu. It can be Roman Catholic. It can be Native American. It can be whatever it might be, the Mormons, anything like that, okay? But the the certainty of one thing is the fact that these religions, no matter what they are, bring mankind together. Because for some reason, we have to have and we want a belief in something greater than ourselves. And maybe that's where the prophetic comes in is the essence of saying, I have received a word. And I know that in the Bible and everything, just like Darren was talking about, there's a lot, a lot of people that received word from God. Um, there's things that's happened in the Native American world, too, when we go into our um, ceremonies and things like that, where we are talking to other entities and things like that that, that are, are sacred to us. But at the same time, we have the same need for I guess a prophetic word or where we're headed to and what's going to happen and everything else like that, because all these religions can't be wrong. Are they? Derek? Um, well, I'll use two examples for that. Um, like the Hopi Indian um, prophecies. Now, before the revelation of Jesus Christ, I'm sure the Lord could be speaking to people that are spiritually open to God. I mean, they are still his children, but they didn't have the full revelation. That's how I'd see it as a Christian. Then again, you've got um, people like Is uh, religions like Islam, which, when you look at their prophecies concerning the Mahdi or their Messiah, um, he's the absolute antithesis of the uh, Christian Antichrist. It's the exact same. The Christian Antichrist, when you look at the Mahdi of Islam that's to come, is the exact 
figure who's portrayed as the Antichrist in the, in the Christian Bible. So they have certain prophecies handed in to the right, all right, but as far as I'm concerned, they're being um, hoodwinked into receiving the false Messiah. It's really hard like to that. say who to believe and who not to believe when it comes to a lot of these uh, prophecies and things of that nature. Uh, I mean, it's like uh, Gordon said a little while ago. He said, uh, like, uh, you know, what she was talking about doesn't line up with what the Bible says about the three kings moving against Israel. And But you have to kind of pick and choose and in order to try and decipher a lot of the stuff that's taking place. Nothing is ever going to... Uh, be exact just like when uh they say nostradamus was talking about hitler he called him hister not hitler mm-hmm. he called him hister and uh you know and things of that nature so nothing's ever perfect so we can say oh well shit on this day you know this this and this is going to happen we you know you have to try and pick and choose and then hope for the best and hope you're right but you know i what, what's your thoughts well, I would say, as a Christian, again, 28% of the Bible is prophecy, and most of that, the bulk of it, is um, has already happened. The Old Testament, like Rick mentioned before, the Old Testament is uh, written, there's a lot of Old Testament prophets, and they prophesied a lot that was going to happen regarding the Messiah, and Jesus fulfilled all those prophecies exactly. And I mean, certain um, prophecies that he couldn't possibly arrange on his own. He was born in Bethlehem. The Bible, the Old Testament speaks that he, the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, uh, that he would die for, the, for others, that he would be um, betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, that he'd be buried with the rich. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable how many prophecies Jesus fulfilled. Also the birth of um, rebirth of Israel. It was prophesied before 1948. If you had have said Israel would have been reborn, um, you would have been laughed at because yeah. the Jews have been scattered around the world since um, one, 132 AD. Um, but 1948 comes along and Israel becomes a nation again, prophesied thousands of years ago in the Bible. Um, that it would happen. It was lots of prophecies regarding that, and that, Jesus said, would be the last generation. Now, I like uh, what, uh, Elaine says, I like, Elaine says yeah, that like in the movie yeah, Phenomena, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead, Rick. No, I was wanting you to go ahead and read it. That's oh. what I found amazing is what she's talking about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead and read it, and we'll discuss it. You got it on your end. In the movie, in the movie Phenomenon, John Travolta plays a guy hit by lightning, then develops supernatural ability. Could this explain the Russian girl's sudden ability? Could powerful electrical charges cause and bring out an innate gift of prophecy placed with, within us? And that's a good question. I mean, I have known people and know a couple people right now that has had certain things happen to them. I know that I had an out-of-body experience when I went in for my triple bypass, and it didn't bring forth any spiritual, you know, what the hell. But, I mean, I do know people that have things that have happened to them that has brought about uh, a gift of music. I know this one guy, I grew up with him. He couldn't play his fingers on a damn washboard. But the man is an amazing musician at this time. He can play piano and guitar. He had an accident happen to him, and all at once he had this ability, and everybody is just astounded by it. Have you guys heard of people that have that ability happen to them? Mm-hmm. To yes, where I have. They can actually perform different things, and or where does this fall in the essence of prophecy itself? Have Can they receive a prophetic word and bring it about, or what? Well, you know what, Rick? I, I strongly believe that the perineal gland of the brain plays a big part in a lot of, I, I should say, uh, contact with the other side. I think it plays a big part in being able to uh, see future events or uh, maybe you know travel through space and time uh, when it's tapped into. The problem is, is that a lot of us don't know how to tap into it. And then the ones of us who end up tapping into it most of the time uh, do so by accident uh, because of a uh, freakish accident uh, like 
she was talking about John Travolta being hit by lightning of an electrical charge. Mm-hmm. Something happens that kind of throws us into that realm, you know, and we, we kind of have to decide what to do with it at that point. And I think there's a lot more people that are at that point than, you know, and have not come forward than what we know about. And I think the main reason being is because a lot of these people feel that there's an issue or that people may think they're crazy or whatever the case might be. But this is something that I feel happens a lot more than what we give it credit. And I think uh, that that perineal gland, which is even, they even have it on a lot of the uh, petroglyphs uh, from Egypt, which even show that perineal gland you know, mm-hmm. deep within the brain. I mean, there's something to it. It's been shown too many times, and I do believe uh, a lot of the uh, uh, Indian tribes, you know, from, uh, you know, such as uh, some of the Hopi drawings have that, uh, you know, engraved or or carved into stone, and uh, mm-hmm. the Mayans and Incas also have it as well. So there's something to that gland that I feel plays a big part of our abilities to do more than what we are actually capable, what we think we're capable of. Wow. I want to say hi to Sonia Barber. That's one, um, a person that intrigues me, Eddie. We've had her on the show before and she has an innate ability to speak with animals. Yes. And she has that ability to sit there and literally walk with them and talk with them. And that's something that I find intriguing in itself. And that is a gift in in itself. It is a gift. You know, and, that we have people like Sonia, we have people, that, I mean, just all kinds of people that have abilities, so to speak. But at the same time, when it comes to our spirituality, it's like what Darren's talking about here with the Christianity and things like that. Where and how deep does it go with us as far as a belief system and or how does it affect us in an everyday life or with other people in our spirituality? Right. And hi, Sonia, how you doing? I'm glad you made it on the show. I hadn't seen you in a while. I hope you've been doing well. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Darren, what's your thoughts on all this? Well, it's funny, when you were talking about it, guys. I was remembering I got a, I used to have a friend who uh, came from Virginia. He was a paranormal researcher. He had a near-death experience. Now, he says he felt like he was there for 40 years, so just goes to show time's relative and we know time's relative anyway we have time dilation and black holes and all that kind of stuff but um he he you won't believe this but his wife used to corroborate this because his then girlfriend who became his wife he'd be sitting he was was sitting on the side of the road one day and he said a red volkswagen's going to come around the corner volkswagen beetle uh, and about 20 seconds later, well, he seemed for a while, he seemed to have this ability to know what was going to happen about 20 seconds in the future. Bizarre. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And and you see, Darren, that just goes to prove, I think there's a lot more people out there who have abilities and just don't come forward than what we know. Because I think whenever there's a traumatic experience in life, whether it's near death, whether it's... Uh, being struck by lightning, whether being hit by a car, a car accident, a head trauma, whatever the case might be, include up into including, uh, you know, like transplants and things like that. I think a lot more happens and goes on with the human body than what we give it credit for. There's a we're 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 actually able to do a lot more than what we think we can, and Absolutely. that's why a lot of people Indeed. say that. Uh, well if you push yourself, you could do more than what you feel you possibly can. And, and I believe that's true. That's um, true. Whether it's mentally or physically, uh, we've all heard stories of superhuman strength, you know, during times of, uh, of, uh, uh, bad things happening, car accidents, people being able to lift a, a, a car up off somebody, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, and you look around and the car that got moved was moved by a five foot girl that weighed 90 pounds. You know, it's things like that, that, you have to think about i mean if we're able to do a lot of this stuff why can't we tap into this all the time is there a certain switch that needs to be turned on i mean do are we just you know not figuring out how to you know run our own body or our mind you know what is it that has to turn on for us to be able to tap into these abilities 
And I think that these abilities are a lot more prominent than what we give them credit for with a lot of people because they don't want to be labeled as freaks or be labeled as crazy. That is very true. I know that, um, I don't know about you, Eddie, but when I first started getting into the field as this paranormal and things like that, that was way back in the seventies and eighties. Um, people didn't want you talking about those things because it scared them because they were afraid of what you were going to become or what you had become, or that you were going to lead people astray with your thoughts, with your activity and your abilities and things like that. And as time went along and people started realizing that each and every individual has an ability, a God given ability, that's mm -hmm. when the door started opening. But still, even today, Eddie, you know, just as well as I, there are people that are very scared of the paranormal. Well, people are afraid of what they don't understand. Yeah. And that's what it boils down to. A lot of people are afraid of what they don't understand, what they don't know. I mean, why do a lot of people, you know, if they see a snake, will reach over and find something and, and hack it to death and kill it without even knowing what kind of a snake it is? It's because it's embedded yeah. into their mind that snakes are bad. Well, not all snakes are bad. No snake is actually bad if you want the truth. But to them, one venomous snake means they're all venomous. You know, and mm -hmm. so we turn around just like uh, a lot of the, the the spirits. Some people feel that one bad or evil spirit means they're all bad or evil and they're just playing us. I mean, it's uh, it's it's the way people think. They're afraid of what they don't know. They're afraid of what they don't understand. And they're very quick to label. Yeah. How's it going uh, there? Yeah. New Zealand there, uh, Darren, with what, what is being, uh, what's spirituality like over there in New Zealand? I'll just ask that. Uh, very minimal. <laughs> There's not much at all. <laughs> you, you're labeled as a crazy tinfoil hat wearing, you know, crazy. But um, just what you were saying there, Eddie and Rick, about, I, I interviewed Howard Storm. He's um, He was on Oprah and all this kind of stuff. He had a near-death experience. Um and he said Jesus had said to him, he said that the universe was teeming with civilizations and that we were originally supposed to be part of that. We were originally supposed to be able to communicate with them spiritually. And, you know, and I think when you look into some theories about the, the ghost box, um, that spirits aren't speaking to that. They're speaking to us, but the, spoke, the ghost box is picking it up secondarily. And how you get the star people, you know, um, talking over the ghost box as well. I think we were innately made to be able to communicate over vast distances. I think we were made for incredible things, but I think there's been a disconnect from God. And I think one day that'll be... It'll be um, fixed. It'll be healed. But, um, yeah, I think we were made to create with, who knows what, goodness knows how, distance doesn't matter. You know, space and time is, um, yeah, it's funky stuff. It really is. It's great. I agree. And Elaine says, two weeks before 9-11, I had a dream in which I was present in an area watching all that was going on. A news broadcast of the event later showed an image of the exact area I had been standing in the dream two weeks prior. I later learned of others having the exact or similar dream just before the event. Even folks who had no interest or belief in the prophecy. Uh, such dreams have happened to me my whole life, yet others have one and uh let's see done yet others one and, have one, one and, and done, done in their life thoughts rick well i'm going to start out with a very um i know that a lot of people get caught up a lot of people want the whim wham bam thank you ma'am whatever it is in spirituality I want to be able to speak in tongues. Or I want to be able to cast out demons. I want to be able to do this and everything else like that. I I never saw that, Eddie. I never I never intended for that to be a part of my life or anything else like that. What I did do was the first time that I ever took my shoes and socks off and went outside and literally walked on Mother Earth. 
and literally sat down and felt the energy from the earth coming up into my feet and into my body. Getting my grounded. Yeah. It was something that it was, it was just, I mean, it was, it was, that was the spiritual awakening for me that I was something meant something more to mother earth than anything in the world was to have that ability to contact and be able to be a part of mother nature and be a part of that spirituality that, that she gives to us. And I think if a lot of people would do that, just go outside, take shoes and socks off and walk on mother earth and sit there and feel the energy emanating from the mother earth you would be astounded yeah the only thing you feel over here where i'm at are sambers <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd feel something right away i promise <laughs> darren what's your thoughts on all that well i think that's why a lot of cow farmers over here are closer to god than most people <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen we are nearing that time already wow yeah wow it is approaching quickly and uh so i think what we should do is go ahead and do our final thoughts starting with rick and then our special guest darren wedlock and i'll close it up awesome well guys thank you darren thank you for being on it's been a pleasure to see you on our show and everything and I just want to say, whether it's prophecy or whether whatever it might be, um, go find it. There is something in, within a human spirit that says there's something else besides me that counts, or there's something outside just beside me. And that's what I went looking for, and that's what I wanted to find. And whether you find it in a deity, whether you find it in spirituality or whatever it might be, I would, I would ask you to find something that you can hang on to as far as what is a meaningful purpose of what spirituality might mean to you, because my spirituality is, is special to me. I, I hold on to that very special, and, and I won't let that go. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys for a fantastic show, and um, I, I've enjoyed it all this night. Thank you so much. Darren? Uh, yeah, well, firstly, thank you so much, guys, for letting me on, and um, have enjoyed it immensely. Uh, and Rick, uh, Eddie, Gordon, James, I love you guys, and uh, you've made a big difference in my life. I, you know, it's uh, you've got me through a lot. It's just just with the friendship, even just every just tuning in every for for me Sunday and Monday. But it's been really a big thing in my life. Um, for everybody else out there. I know it's a fearful time in the world, but um, I believe Jesus is coming back soon. And he said, when you see these things happen, look up for your redemption draws nigh. And um, he loves us. He loves us. And uh, and the world doesn't. <laughs> There's people out there that want to screw people over. So, uh, yeah, just be careful. Amen, Darren. And, you know, we really appreciate you jumping on the show. We love having you on here. And you know you have an open invitation at any time. And especially if you got something coming up or something you want to share, you know, shoot me a message. I'll be happy to jump out there and throw you a link and, you know, on you come. I mean, no matter what it is, even if there's a topic you want to talk about that we're discussing and uh, you want to throw some uh, input knowledge into it from what we're talking about, we'd appreciate that as well. So open invite anytime, my brother. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, just want to let everybody know that, you know, prophets, whether they're real, whether they're not, whether some of this stuff is coincidence, and y'all know what I think about coincidences. Um, it's uh, it's hard to say, and it's also hard to distinguish fact from fiction. Uh, something that's real and something that is false uh like it was told to us i mean there are false prophets like darren said and you have to be very careful when dealing with false prophecies you also have to be able to be careful when you're dealing with real prophecies because they're very hard to distinguish apart from one another and you have to consider the source of each prophecy that comes out the bible is a great place to kind of hang your hat 
as far as prophecies go because they talk about so many things that are that basically that have come to pass already and they talk about the word of god um i'm catholic but i'm not extremely religious if that makes any sense i used to be mm-hmm. uh, when i was younger i hold on to my religion i hold on to my faith but i also have an open mind in many other areas that i keep that i have to keep them separate and that's the that's the trick is keeping your religion your faith uh what you hang your hat on and what's actually happening in front of you separate from each other don't mix them even though a lot of times you're tempted don't mix the two it doesn't work keep them separate keep an open mind keep your eyes open be careful who and what you listen to and what you follow uh the world of the paranormal is a very big place it's huge uh there's no way to wrap your mind around any of it really completely because there's so many variables and they're constantly changing but it's a fascinating place and that's why we do this because it's something we love something that's forever changing and maybe one day we'll get a grasp on everything that's happening in front of us and taking place right underneath our feet for the most part mm-hmm. so until next time y'all take care and as james would say if he was on tonight eyes to the sky and pretty much right now eyes everywhere because there's so much happening in the world be safe take care of your family love each other love god god bless god bless america we'll talk to you next week good night gentlemen